0: Okay, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for listening. I'm actually not having a, uh, a a talk this week, but there were some ideas that I really wanted to share. So, uh, so I want to just record them and send them out to you guys. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get something out of them. I know I got excited about them when they kind of uh, came to me. I guess. So, um, so we're finishing the book of Shmos, uh, uh, the book of Exodus. And um, you see something really interesting um, in terms of just how uh, how it's really the culmination of creation. So so just to review, this is a, a, an idea that we've been discussing. This is um, from the Ramb- Ramban, but um, the idea is really very beautiful. And, and you have to understand that that the the Book of Genesis, Sefer Breishis, and the Book of Exodus, Sefer Shmos, are really like. Really like one long book, basically. I mean, there are two books, but 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 the idea is is that there's sort of like a a, a narrative of the from the beginning of creation to its um, ultimate uh, its its ultimate completion, um, which happens at the at the end of Shmos, at the end of uh, the book of Exodus. Um, so uh, obviously, the the Torah begins with the the narrative of of creation. And um a lot of people get thrown. Um after we get the Torah at, at Harsini in, in in Parshas Yisro, um a lot of the remaining uh Parshas, uh chapters of of, of Exodus all concern the, the, the construction of the tabernacle, the Mishkan. And um it seems like uh you know kind of like the, the, the narrative thread of the the world being created, and then our holy mothers and fathers you know sort of bringing monotheism, the awareness to the world, and uh, the Jews going from slavery to freedom and getting the torah and then all of a sudden it seems like the, the 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 narrative thread just turns into you know architectural digest as we count the number of planks and sockets and hooks in the in the mishkan and and what it really is is the idea of the mishkan is 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 making a dwelling place for Hashem. So all these Parshas, while on one level they're talking about the, the literal Mishkan itself, on a much deeper level what it's talking about is the transformation of the world into a dwelling place from Hashem, for Hashem. In other words, now that we've um, got the Torah, we, we transform the, the entire world into Hashem's dwelling place. And then, and then that's, the, that's the finishing of creation. And that's the, that is the end of the book of Exodus of Shmos. So... So hopefully that's clear. So now I just want to show show you how we see this on the letter of the levels uh, on the on the level of the letters in 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 kind of a cool way. So this kind of came to me during the um, davening on Shabbos, uh, but anyway, you'll see it's 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 I think it's very clear. Um, the truth is is that it's 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 great to actually see what I'm about to describe with your own eyes. And uh, I'm going to put a picture of it on the, on the website um, uh, Torah on iTunes and you'll see you'll see the illustration. It will it will be the letter um, pei. So so uh, so let's let's begin with that. The letter pei in the Hebrew alphabet is very very interesting letter. And according to halacha, according to Jewish law, it must be written in such a way. Where the inside of the letter, um, you you should be able to see uh, the letter bays. Okay. Um, so, so uh, our tradition and the Ramban discusses this in the introduction to the the, the Torah. The um, the Torah is black fire written on white fire. So if you imagine the letter Pei itself is the black fire in the middle of the letter in the white fire, you see the letter base. And in fact, the Mishnah Brewer says, according to Jewish law, the letter pay in order to be kosher must be written in this way so that you see the letter base. Now, if you open up a book like a Siddur, a prayer book or something like this, it doesn't appear that way in in just a regular Hebrew uh, book. But next time you get an aliyah, or next time you have the opportunity to actually look at a Torah scroll, look for the letter base, and you'll see that it's it's written in this way, I and mean, it just the 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 bays in the middle just pops out at you. It's very very cool. Okay, so so anyway, and like I said, I'm going to put a picture of it on the website so you can so that you can see it if if this is uh, difficult for you to visualize right now. All right, so now. Let's get back to the opening of the Torah, and I want to show you how, how you have this amazing bit of bookends in terms of the beginning of the Torah and the end of the Torah. So the the first letter of the Torah is the letter Bays. Okay, so that's what do we say that that um, the letter Pei has a Bays in the middle of it. Okay, in white fire. But now we're we're doing the reverse of it. Okay, the first letter of the Torah is is Bays. So that's that's in black fire. Which means it's surrounded by the letter pei, in white fire. Now that's especially cool because pei is basically pe which means mouth, and we know our holy tradition, and it says it, uh, uh, it says it uh, just straight out in Pirkei Avos, um, that our tradition is, is that Hashem spoke the world into creation. Um, of course, Hashem doesn't have a body, but nonetheless, on a mystical level, that this is the the, the way that they're expressing this thought. Hashem spoke the world into creation. So, pe is mouth. So you see this pe, this pe, in white fire, and in the middle, you've got the base of Breshit. In other words, you see the very first letter is a diagram. Of the creation of the world. Hashem speaking the world into creation. And of course what's so cool is like the Beis is inside the Pei. The Pei, uh, so to speak, stands for Hashem. And here you have the bays inside of Hashem. And what's so interesting is that you can see the bays, because because we can see this world, but we can't see Hashem. Of course, the joke is is that the entire world is inside Hashem, so Hashem absolutely saturates and pervades all of existence. My favorite story is is that I, I once imagined a conversation between two fish, and one fish says to the other... Do you believe in water? And the other fish says, I don't know if I believe in water. My grandfather was very religious. He believed in water. So what's the joke? The joke is, is that there's nothing but water. And it's the same thing with this world. There's nothing but Hashem. But you don't see the pay, so to speak. You don't see the white fire of the pay which surrounds and engulfs all of creation. You just see the bays in the middle. Okay, so that's, that's fine. But now, listen to how cool this is. The the last parsha of Shmoz, right, so what do we say that God creates the world and now our job is to turn this world into a dwelling place for him, okay? So the end of the account of the Mishkan, of the turning of the world into a dwelling place for Hashem is Parshas Pakude. It starts with a pei, okay? So this is the end. And the pei now is in black fire. You see the pe becomes revealed. And the bays now is white fire inside the black fire. Okay, so in other words, the Pei, which was in white fire, surrounding the bays of Breshid, which was sort of like the unseeableness of God, now all of a sudden at the end of of the narrative, of the culmination of creation, all of a sudden the Pei, which we say stands for Hashem in this context, is now in black fire, which means the oneness of God becomes revealed. Now remember, even the angels say, where is the place of Hashem's glory? So even within the context of the of the zmanatikun of the fixing of the entire world, we're never going to be able to see the fullness of the oneness of God. Nonetheless, it will be revealed in a way that's exponentially greater than it's, than it's graspable right now. So this is the idea of the pe in black fire. Being, um, being revealed at the end of Shmos. Okay, and now you might ask, well, what about the bays? Okay. Uh, well, interestingly, now, the bays is in white fire inside. So the bays, we, we want to say, still stands for this world. But now it's like white fire. In other words, all of existence, in the deepest, most beautiful way, becomes vital, becomes nullified within the oneness of God. So that's why this world now takes the form of white fire, okay? Now I want to tell you how we see this idea on one more level. And it's it's um it's an extension of this idea, but um but it it, it will be a different kind of construct. So if you look at the letter Bays again, the first letter of the Torah, the Bays of Rashin, you'll see it's it's closed on three sides, okay. It's like if you were to write the letter U in sort of block form and turn it on its side. So on three sides it's closed, and on one side it's open. Okay, so now this is not my observation. This is coming from Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Haver, what I'm about to say. Um, uh, And he was really uh, in the sort of the Kabbalistic school of the Vilna Gon, and um he says he says the following thing he says why is it that that one line is is missing why is that one line missing so so he says that that one line stands for the the reward that the righteous are going to receive um but our tradition is that, the, that that we don't get the the um, the reward for our mitzvahs in this world. That that's saved up for the next world. So the missing line of the base of, of Breshit, in other words, the sort of the, 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 the missing part of this world, if you will, is that we don't see the reward that the righteous receive in this world. That's why that final line, which would turn the base into sort of a completed box. That's why that line is missing, because it represents the reward that the righteous receive. And because that's not visible in this dimension that we live in right now, that's why you don't see it in the letter base. Okay? So that's Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Haber, one of the, our great, 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 greatest rabbis. All right. Now, with that in mind, I want to say the following. What's the very last letter of the book of Exodus. Right? Because we said that the end of Exodus represents the, the, the turning this world into a dwelling place for Hashem. So listen to this. The very last letter of, uh, of, of, of this narrative of, of Sefer Shmos, of the book of Exodus, is a final mem. A final mem, as you know, is a, is a box. It's a completed box with all four sides drawn in. In other words, it's the letter base with that final line drawn in. In other words, when the world becomes fixed, and there's no no longer a Yetzirah in this world, there's no longer any obstacles to God's um, serving God, or to the revelation of the truth of God's oneness, the reward that the righteous receive will be revealed, because all of creation is going to become complete. And so the very last letter is this final mem, with that final line drawn in on the base, you see? Now, I, I just want you to know that this is not an arbitrary assignment saying that the letter B, uh, the final mem, stands for the completion of the world, um, or Mashiach. Uh, I can't quote you the exact Pusuk off the top of my head, but you can look it up. It's in uh, the 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 prophet Isaiah, and there's one time in all of Tanakh, in all of the written Torah, where you see a final letter in the middle of a word. Okay, because final letters, by grammatical rules, always, always, 100% of the time, except for this one exception, appear at the end of a word. Okay, in one instance, it appears in the middle of a word. And that's in um, the prophecy of Isaiah, um, where he's discussing the Messiah, Mashiach, and the letter, the final letter, Mem, appears in the middle of a word. And so here you see Mem correlating with Mashiach, okay? And, uh, you know, it's also interesting, because the very, very last letter of the Talmud, is the very last word of the Talmud, uh, which is the oral law, right? Is the word Shalom, meaning peace or completion, because it comes from Shalim. And the last letter of the last word at the end of the Talmud is a final Mem. So there is something interesting about the Torah beginning with the base of Reishi, that's the written Torah, and then culminating with the final Mem, that's the oral law, that's what we draw out, that's that's um, how we, with our own souls, sort of draw out and complete the Torah, how God works through us in order to ex- ex- explicate His His Torah. So there you see the bookends of the base and the mem as well. And, of course, the Gematria is 42, and, you know, th- that, that, uh, <laughs> that will segue into endless uh, ideas, because... Uh, the understanding of forty two goes on and on and on and on. But anyway, but the, the important point here is that you're seeing between the the, the, the bay the final line being drawn in with the mem and completion and, and, and creation being complete. So again you see it with the pei, where, where the pei goes from white fire to black fire and that final line in in, in the bay's of Braishit becoming revealed in the final mem, which is correlating with the completion of the world. Okay, now I want to say one more thing, which is that which is that uh you know in in our lives we're 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 all telling a story, and because there's so many x factors, if you will, because there's so many variables, we don't necessarily know what's how our story is going to come out. You know we all want certain things. But we don't know. Maybe we'll get them, maybe we won't get them. Or maybe we'll get a version of them, but it wasn't the version that we expected. Maybe it won't be as what we imagined it would be. Or maybe it will be even better than we imagine it will be. But what I'm trying to say is, is that because we don't have complete control over our own lives, we don't know what story it is we're in the middle of telling. You see, this is a very deep kind of idea, you know? So the so, so the point is, is that we have to decide, each one of us has to decide what story they want to tell with their lives and to tell that story because that will be the essence of who we are. What story we were trying to tell, whether we succeed and whether it becomes manifest in the world or not, we don't have complete control over that. We just don't. And so it becomes almost like a false standard. But a very real standard is, what story were we trying to tell? So, so and that's how we're going to be remembered, and that's how we're going to be judged, okay? And um, and so, what story is Hashem telling? In other words, what what is the story of creation? What What story is it on the most macro-grandest level we're in the middle of right now. And it is the completion of the world. It is going from that 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 base of brashit to the final mem. Right? So where Hashem's oneness is going to be totally revealed. And you know something, if you, if you know something, I, I, I do some screenwriting. Um, and uh, you have something in, in screenplay or teleplay structure where you have the A-story you have the B story, you have the C story. So, for instance, if it's a comedy or something like a romantic comedy, for instance, the, the story of the, the the man and the woman, you know, trying to get together, that was, that's the A story, right? The B story might be, you know, her her run-in with her neighbor, and there's kind of a funny interplay between the two of them. And the C story might be the the guy and his, uh, who knows, and his uh, business partner something like that. And and so, you know the importance of the various stories by the amount of screen time that they get. The more screen time, the more important that story is in terms of what's what they're what they're trying to tell. Okay. So what does this have to do with us? So so the thing is is that we, our a story, our a story, is is Mashiach. Because that is that is the primary story that we're involved in telling. And the question is, are we making our C story our A story? In other words, if that is the A story, if that is truly the story that's being told in creation and that we're a part of, and that is the most dominant, most important thing, are we turning our C story, or our D story, or our E story, you know, the, the sort of the, the, the pettier... Um, more trivial aspects of our lives into our main focus and preoccupation. So that's something for us to all think about. Like, again, in in the larger question of what story are we trying to tell? How are we allocating our time in our lives and our focus and our our priorities in terms of um, understanding what we're in the middle of and what it means to be uh, a creation of God in the middle of Of this story. So Hashem should bless us with focus and clarity and with strength and the ability to see a happy ending to our personal stories and to the story of the entire world.